If you want to make an audiobook, go to thetalkingbook.org. That's thetalkingbook.org. Check out these amazing writers, narrators, indie publishers. Come to Asheville. We record books in a booth. Here's the show. Greetings, pals. Chris Hartram here of thetalkingbook.org and the Talking Book Podcast. This is the podcast right here. It's a cold, blustery Friday afternoon in Asheville, North Carolina. And we're all over here. We're over here doing our thing at the Talking Book Studio. I don't know if you can tell. You can probably tell, but I'm a little sick. And so are my kids. And so is my wife. Dave is not sick. I don't think Dave is sick. Dave is kind of inhuman. He doesn't really experience human conditions, so to speak. But you know, maybe maybe it's the weather change. Maybe I'm sick because the weather's been changing. Is that still a thing? People say that, you know, it was, it was very hot and then it got very cold and then it's very hot. And then you get sick? You get sick from that? Like your body can't handle that? I don't know if that's true, but people do always say that. You're always like, oh, I'm feeling sick. And they're always like, uh, it's probably just the change in the weather. I don't know. It seems suspicious to me. Right after this recording, I'm going to look it up. And I'm either going to feel very justified or uh, or dumb for doubting this universally accepted old-timey wisdom. But stay tuned for that uh, later. Today, I have a very excellent reader for you, a very excellent writer, a Western North Carolina native. His name is Evan Gray. He teaches courses in writing and rural rhetoric at Appalachian State University, which is my alma mater. If you know me, you know I love App State. Joseph Bethany, Creative Writing Department. Dr. James Ivory. Evan Gray's new book is called Thickets, Swamped, and Fence-Coated Briars. It's out now from Garden Door Press. It just came out. This is actually his first book. Thickets, Swamped, and Fence-Coated Briars is a visionary evocation of Appalachian life and labor interweaving imagistic observation, fragmented narrative, and cultural critique. Gray draws upon his own experiences, specifically the effects of the 2008 financial crisis upon his hometown of Jefferson, North Carolina, while also exploring Appalachian history, country music, and the politics of rural extraction. Sounds badass, right? I think so too. So without further ado, here is Evan Gray reading from Thicket Swamped and Fence-Coated Briars. Hello, I'm Evan Gray. I'm reading from my book, Thicket Swamped and Fence-Coated Briars, through Garden Door Press. This is called Change Erosion. In the rows of some cornfield, shading accidents, my bones to become unnamed animal bones by the old swing set. Why do we try to live sometimes inside a broken machine that is both animal and human, that is both man-made and organic? And why do my eyes burn so much when I walk outside in spring? And why is my father deathly allergic to horses and hay? And why did I just find out that my great-uncle died in a coal mine in Clay County, West Virginia? And why was my grandfather a coal miner? if only for a brief period of time, and is that why his lungs have failed him? There must be a fine weaver of lines 
that holds all my cards. What is there to do other than to write more of this, more like this, steeped in the vein of myself and to others? For the destruction of man may be the self-destruction of all, the improvised understanding of what makes us think, ticking, ticking, running, or not. The sky will fold in, and when Gabriel's trumpet blows, I worry I might be the last to go, last to cut my human body open and be evaporated into the rays of blue sky. All I can say is that would be nice. All I can say is I would settle to just be a laurel brush, a branch that waves back and forth only once in a while. An all-day rain outlines every tree, every new object, month of grass evergreen, trembling me already, a new me, gone, language, now ice, itself reflected dusty wood running roadside, almost. At times, the eye seems to be a sharp lens of connectivity, reminding the reader of tender and retching moments that we experience as a body, as a collective. Fucked out of money and the land spit it back at us. We are forgiven for what we do, but who is foraging? Whoever is an ornob mine has little or nothing to do with me. All life begins as a cum shot slung from the native plants and nested into the eyes of the boss man. Man's pores gurgle up unsigned checks and the pension of the rest will be littered across the landscape. Arcadia, no more. A peaceful existence for me and my kins, no more. Perhaps it lies along the shores of the river we can't afford where cash billows up near some time-flooded headstones. So long to the rest of everyone's paid vacation days, I will use the steel wool scrubber on my teeth to nip away any evidence that I am responsible for. There are so many revolutions light years away. Hallelujah to come translated in rain showers, high grove tree-lined figures, moon again lonesome bleak, shaped like a tractor bucket. Horizon lines may outshine the floodlight. Art thou or aren't thou lichen, brick-facing hedge grass, fingernails blooded, tooth aching, that old hymn you remember. Faces become personified invitations of investment opportunity. A grandstand hotel. The current now puddles in clouds with rocking chairs and planted on the porch. Enough, just country enough to blow mine deep. Stirred and shaken with the consciousness throbbing in the circumference of generations. An antique mall selling your grandmother's necklace as if it was pulsing out of a six-pack ring. Rock ruins begged for blood, my own inextricable blood of the backyard no longer, where the shit tank leaked under the ground when it was full, and me and the neighbor boys couldn't play ball back there. Instead, we opted for the engine-dead bus sitting across the trailer park. 
This is where I convinced the neighborhood kids of magic. I ripped the salamander tail off and it grew back. I found arrowheads beside Budweiser cans. I dug ginseng roots and pretended I was a family member I had never met. And the trampoline I got for Christmas rested violently in the thicket of geraniums. All Earth's stale hands. I learned to hold myself up from the worn earth, rust flaking off into the holler. We are all pale, empty symbols then. TV cords behind the dresser. And peace of mind was hung up on a gun rack or swimming in the river after the rain. If you could exchange this memory, you would. Dead strangers would not recognize you in their final hours of existence. And corporations would all but be burned. I was nothing. Morning was an axe handle. Birds leaned up against light and canto, infinite, waked, dawning, and heard of. Each summer, no matter how endless it seems, becomes invaded by frost. There's a section of the New River I fish out in Todd, North Carolina. I hear the fuzz of trucks and vans hauling canoes with tourists who've come to float through the shallow current. In my mind, it's summer. The water temperature is just slightly cooler here than in the main river. There's a healthy stocking of rainbow trout. A limb is waving as a truck goes by. I'm making sure my flies are floating. Nine people slow down and wave toward me. I've never seen them before in my life. I can feel how temporary this has become. Today, I stand in the rain during my break at work. I look up at the nameless mountain beside my father's shop, and I think about how green everything looks peeking through the midst. And what can I do but bear it? Hiding in the wrong tree, the wrong rope swing, hopeful, guessing, strangling on the beauties of it, and nowhere can I place myself. No other axis or ancestors, language, dirty scripts painted, carved into glass towards the river, and other mystifying areas. Have you seen the evening news about the bombings and the fire that took ours cousin's house? And then comes fog, bird nest and oak barrels, and I am guilty with the same temperate silence. Nights below the moon convoluted, self-messages recycled, emotions that never spirit. Self, me, a hemisphere of rain saying nothing, unconnected vapor. I lost my voice, passing, I think. Any minute is never anything like the words before it. The garden at my family home stopped growing two summers ago. The oak that towered beside the plot was infected with some sort of disease that poisoned the soil. Mom and I went into town to get some treatment-based fertilizer that was supposed to neutralize it, to keep it from spreading. We tossed it on the ground and it scorched the grass. I dream my skin is peeling off my human bone frame. I dream I'm stumbling through hell. The moon is an arrowhead you get to hold in your hand. An ownership is confused with action. Places visited are not in acquisition. I need a little bit of help. I wrote this in the kitchen. I wrote this in the living room. I have ascended. I am writing this from on high. I am writing this now. I have left out something. Let me fix it. I need to remember 
What will help in each movement a shed is mauled by a snowstorm in the way of the world, in the meaning we're used in myth. How do you feel an atom bomb and try and live forever? Changed. Object seen in the foregrounds of others. Red or eye. Autumnal hue. The day setting. The eye body. This one's called The Year the Colors on the High Top Mountains Were Torched. One. In a barn loft at your house, I didn't know how the first time I saw a woman's breast. The first time I had a panic attack, the Holy Spirit left my body, then perched in a deer stand. I waded the thicket. I became a mange-ridden yearling buck stuck with several arrows. I breathed like an animal. I exhaled through my fishgill cheeks. Bones of dead tangled in the telephone wire of the gully. The road, the barn, war in the shape of your face. Barn like a vacuum of all youth, sunken into the acute angles of each rafter. Two. I was, I was, I was, was I, I was, was I, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, was I, I was, I was. Three. I was what I was forbidden from. I was the riverbank before it was eroded. I was, I was, I was. I was told there was no single path, no mountain cutback, no garden. I was, I was, I was. I was held unto the light as all humans, lukewarm and gutted. I stumbled through the thicket. Men with flashlights led me to a makeshift altar in the pines. They told me, I was, I was, I was, I was being released. Shadows moved under everyone's floorboard eyes. Four. Minnows school up under a few laurels. Spring feeds into this creek where the bridge was before I was born. Five. After I began to drink, I also began to deer hunt. Deer hunting became a ministry and a keepsake. To talk at school about how big the last one was and how I've never shot an identifiable male with gnarled horns. I've worn horns over my head that cover my face. I have filled Mountain Dew bottles with dip spit. I have walked these mountains before the football games. I have climbed the tallest one in the county and spit from its peak. No trespassing signs have sung to me. They have been melodies of a lost dream. Six. Even now, I'm awakened from dreams of trophy horns mounted above the bed I sleep in. And in these dreams, I'm not afraid of pleasure like I was. I'm a confident soldier of feral creatures. I'm a mover of all bodies, animal or other. Hold your breath and see how far you can run. Below the surface, low pond light, drowned old wheels. In what direction to ourselves might we find hay picks, old barn parts nailed to the wall, firewood to unload, a hill reflected in snowmelt puddles and leaks in the door. From here, mountains part back, the sun hum of the diesel trucks, matte black against the fender. 
Dogs bark at their own shadows of a father outside of the courthouse, birds pecking for seed over snow, not to outshine frozen layers, roughed up laurels from deer horns, jake breaks vibrate through my bones, hills of vines, semi-cut green fauna dangle, too numb to notice, my ears, my feet, a patch quilt. Alternative headline number one, bare branches were torched and eaten in wind by venture capitalists. Alternative headline number two, foliage as empty as a fawn makes a great hotel. Alternative headline number three, a stranger bore your eyes, the black lung miners, and how they pray to no longer hurt. Alternative headline four, ways to survive extraction. Take too much sinus medication and watch documentaries. This is the type of abandonment we hear, we see, and read. And the people are victims of this physiological hijacking. And maybe this is what causes the guilt. Maybe, therefore, the farms are bought out. And maybe this destruction happens internally, but projected into the landscape. Cut, scissor, jigsawed, but restlessly expected to give. Both land and people give. I'll end here with a, with a shorter one. This one's called Dusk. Seen before light, lining an instant. That time, you were just a shape standing. March 18th, dark outside. You walk to my house because you don't want to move downstate. You open my window. You're holding a flashlight. And I pray that you are Christ to carry me back somewhere that I miss. But when you moved, I took it upon myself to trespass. I walked your family land and traced my fingers over the laurels. I looked for your blood in the freezing springs. I wrote in the snow, sorry about your dad going to war, and we will start a band someday. I huddled with these words and imagined that they were written in red in a leather-bound book that bore significance. Over the guardrail, I was carried in the smell of buck deer guts rising like Elijah called to heaven. Yesterday, we were just talking, being friends, saying how funny it is this place is much older than our lives. Ice catches my face and turns every picture roughly a million years old. That was Evan Gray. Hell yeah. You gotta get this book. I know I'm going to now. Thanks so much to Evan Gray and his publisher, Garden Door Press. Thanks to Ashley Bryant Phillips, my pal, for giving me the heads up on Evan Gray. Telling me, hey, you need to get Evan Gray on the show and read something. And I was like, okay, Ashley Bryant Phillips, I'll do that. Thicket Swamped and Fence Coated Briars is out right now. You can get it everywhere cool books are sold. I'm going to leave links in the show notes. If you're a first-time listener, The Talking Book is a nonprofit recording studio in Asheville, North Carolina. We record overlooked books for indie authors, publishers, universities, small presses, and communities in need. Like, most recently, we're making books for the uh, Jewish Braille Institute in New York City. We're an audiobook recording studio. We're one of a kind, I think. I like to think so. For more info or to record your book or to get on this podcast, go to thetalkingbook.org. That's who we are. Who are you? Please tell me. 
write me at Chris, Chris with a K, K R I S, at talkingbook.pub. I think at the time when I uh, when I picked that, I thought P-U-B would be really cool. Everyone was like, dot com. And I was like, no, man, P-U-B, pub, like publishing. It never caught on, but we use P-U-B. Anyway, Chris at talkingbook.pub. Let me know who you are. Let me know about your book. My name is Chris Hartram. I'm sick because of the weather change. Have a great day. Get Evan Gray's book. Bye. Like a bishop who has forsaken sympathy Chasing sister squares I was lit before I Before I knew the storm was passing